Welcome to A Mom's Passion Project, the podcast celebrating the incredible drive and creativity of moms, even if you don't always feel that way. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean. I'm your host. And as moms, we often find ourselves immersed in the beautiful chaos of raising a family, but we also have passions and dreams that deserve to be nurtured and pursued. In this podcast, we will explore various topics from finding your passion amidst the busyness of motherhood, overcoming challenges and self-doubt, to balancing family life and pursuing your dreams. We'll dive into practical aspects such as marketing, time management, and building a support network. Here we go. All right, guys, I'm so excited for today because I have a special guest with me. And to be honest, this is a topic that I don't typically talk about, um, but I think it is such a great conversation starter and a great way to um, to utilize what our bodies naturally do to uh, be more productive. And, and we'll kind of really get into that. But my guest today is Leah. So Leah, just... Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you for having me. So my name is Leah Bergman. I am a functional nutritional diagnostic practitioner, which basically means that I work in a very like broad scope with women with hormones. And by broad scope, I mean um, I, I look at the whole picture in terms of root cause medicine. I feel like everybody kind of knows what root causes now they're like, oh, I need to get to the root cause of my whatever. <laughs> but um, I don't necessarily go in with, oh, I'm sure that your symptoms are from X, Y, and Z. I really want to listen to your story, let the labs guide us on where we need to go, um, do some digging because everybody is so individual. And I specialize in women with hormones and helping them balance their cycles because I think so often we blame everything on hormones, right? I'm moody, I'm unproductive, I want to yell at my kids, I'm not getting my extra work done and all this stuff. And it's just, oh, it's that time of the month. Oh, it's just my hormones. But when we can really understand our cycle and learn to work with our hormones and not against them is when we can really tap into these different superpowers and really support our bodies for more productivity, for more energy. And it's it's not massive tweaks. It's just really learning to work with our bodies instead of trying to follow the men's 24-hour cycle, which we kind of if you are in any type of way in the business world, you just get thrown into that, right? It's just natural. So learning to kind of take a step back and work with your cycle actually um, gives you so much extra advantage. It's your superpower. So then let me ask you, how did you even get involved in this? What interested you in in pursuing this information? Like, did you have a personal experience? Um, How did you get into it? 100% personal experience. Um, I was diagnosed with fibroadenomas, which are benign breast tumors. And that was right out of college. I went to college for music. You know, I'm going to be a performer, a music director, all these things. And um, I was doing a self-breast exam and I found a lump that was probably the size of a golf ball. It was pretty massive. Um, And thankfully, you know, it was benign, but that kind of cascaded me into everything to do with hormones because my cycles were really, really bad. Um, They were very irregular. 
I wasn't regularly ovulating. I would have extremely painful periods, like call in sick and I was self-employed. <laughs> so when you like call in sick, you don't get sick leave. You just don't get paid. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a big so, deal. Yeah, that was, that was rough. And, you know, when you're doing that every time you get a period, you know, that's, that's a lot of time that's accumulating of you throwing up and you not getting paid. And I was so tired. I would get 10 plus hours of sleep at night and I would have no energy throughout the day. And I just thought I needed to recover from college, right? It's like college killed me. I need to bounce back, but I never bounced back. So that's what kind of got me into this world. And then I, I went back to school and I became an FDN and I was able to get rid of my fibroadenomas, regulate my cycles, all of those things get completely painless periods. And like women need to know this because I thought that painful periods were just part of being a woman because that's what my mom told me. She's like, that prepares you for child labor, Leah. Oh, and I just thought breaking out before your period, it's just, you know, it just sucks. It's part of being a woman just sucks. Getting super bloated, part of being a woman just sucks, right? blame it on the hormones. When in fact, like your cycle is not supposed to be the doom of your existence. You shouldn't be super bloated. You shouldn't have acne. You shouldn't have these really painful periods, these really heavy periods. You really should just bleed on your period. And maybe you have a little bit less energy. Like let's say your energy is at a hundred and on your period, it's at 80. That's not bad compared right. to like how we typically feel, which is 20%, maybe, maybe we're in the negatives at that point. And when I learned that about what your period's supposed to be like, I, my jaw, I couldn't pick it up off the floor. I'm like, you're just supposed to bleed. You're not supposed to be puking. You, you're not supposed to be like laying down with like heating pads <laughs> because you can't even function. Are you kidding me? Um, that was just mind boggling to me. And when I got that, when I got these amazing periods, I'm like, okay, everybody needs this. Every woman needs this because you know how much easier our lives would be if our cycles weren't like the bane of our existence? That's very true. And I love that you've used your personal experience to really kind of dive into this more because, I mean, that says so much more about, um, you know, what you're teaching and, and like you can speak to it because it's so, there's so much truth there because of your experience. So, with our topic today, talking about the cycle and specifically, you know, using it for er, to optimize the productivity and energy, yeah. kind of introduce this idea and how it can help moms. Um, yeah, like how can it help us to be more productive, to, you know, have more energy? Yeah. So when you think about your cycle, we are getting rid of the men's 24-hour cycle, right? That's how we always think. We get up every single day. We should be able to have the same amount of productivity, the same amount of energy, and that's not true. That's men, right? Very, very different. Ours changes depending on which phase of our cycle. So when we know at what levels our hormones are at, we can arrange tasks and different projects maybe that we have to do so that they can each live in their specific superpower of each phase because there are different phases where you should do networking. There's different phases where you should do speaking gigs. You know, I'm sure you guys have all had that position where words just come easily. They just spill out of your mouth. And you're like, I'm amazing. I'm awesome. I just, I'm a top of the world. And then other times you try to speak and you're tripping over every word. You just go, what's wrong with me? 
Well, if you know when you're going to be awesome at that, you can plan it accordingly and it takes so much less stress off of you. So to head into that, you need to understand the different phases of your cycle. So you have four of them. You have your period or menses when you're actually bleeding three to seven days, depending on um, how long your period is. Three to seven days is optimal. And then when you're done bleeding, you head right into what is called your follicular phase. Now, this is when the follicle is developing the egg. So kind of makes sense, follicular phase. And then this lasts all the way until you start creating cervical mucus, which is telling you that you're heading into ovulatory phase. And then ovulatory phase lasts until you ovulate, right? That makes sense, right? And you know that because your temp will spike if you are tracking ovulation, which I highly recommend, you get that temp spike and you head into the luteal phase, which is your longest phase. Now, the luteal phase makes sense. It's called that because the follicle that released the egg forms what's called the corpus luteum, corpus luteum, luteal phase. So you have menses, follicular, ovulatory, and luteal. Or if you want to think about them in seasons, if that's easier, winter would be your period, spring would be ovulatory, summer, or sorry, spring would be follicular, summer would be ovulatory, and fall would be luteal. So you have these different phases and they kind of coincide very, very well with the seasons, right? So winter on your period It's kind of like hibernation, right? Not that you actually have to hibernate, but it's a great time to reflect and to just kind of think on what went well, what didn't go well, spend that extra time for resting, um, lots of nourishing and warm food because you're literally think about it as winter on your period, your hormones are the lowest. So that's a great time, you know, for those soups, for those stews, lots of journaling sessions, don't make big life decisions on your period. But it is such a great time. It's literally the end of a cycle and the start of a new one. And it's the perfect setup to just go, what went really well this past cycle? What do I need to change? You know, because we often like think about that at the end of the year. We'll always do those reflections on our on our business and our life and our family. But now you can do many ones and you're just set up for that every single cycle. And then you head into your follicular phase, which is when you're done bleeding and you think spring. So when you think spring, like flowers are budding, everything is joyful, the sun is coming out, that's exactly what this phase is like. You are the most creative. You So this is a great time to brainstorm. Like if you need like project planning or project ideas, this is the time to do it. If you need to create content for your business, if you want to take your kids somewhere, if you want to go be sociable, if you want to plan coffee dates, if you want to do networking, this is the time to do it, okay? You're going to be more creative. Those big ideas are going to be coming up. I like to think about this as um, your Beyonce energy because estrogen is rising during this time, right? Period hormones were at their lowest. Now, as we head into that follicular phase, estrogen's rising. That is our Beyonce hormone. I think estrogen gets such a bad rap and we love estrogen. We just love it in in balance with our the rest of our hormones, but it literally makes your lips 
fuller. It makes your face more symmetrical. It makes you feel sexier. It's a great hormone. So tap into that. Use that for your for your planning purposes. That is literally if you are going to batch your content, that's the time to do it. We all know those times when you can sit down and you have to do something creative and you're just like, wow, I just plowed through my to-do list. I'm amazing. Now, if you know when in your cycle to do that, then you can plan accordingly. And like I said, every single business task and every single like even household task, this is a great time to do it. You know, plan with each superpower. Okay. So let me, let me ask you a quick question. So in the winter phase, you had stated that that could be like three to seven days is is the ideal Mm -hmm. timeframe. Now in this next phase of creativity and, um, you know, all this, uh, like newness and networking and that sort of thing, what is kind of our timeframe there? Cause I feel like that's like the phase that you want, like you want to be in that. I mean, you haven't explained the other ones, but I feel like that's the place I want to be as often as I can. So what's our, what kind of time frame are we looking at there? You know, that frame, that time frame really depends on just the length of your cycle. For some people, that can be a little over a week. For some people, it's, you know, four to five days. It it really depends. If you're somebody that has a longer cycle and you ovulate later in your cycle, like I don't ovulate until cycle day 17. So I'm living my best life there for like 10 days. It's awesome. Um, but then there are people that ovulate on day 11, right? And so then you have a much shorter follicular phase. So that really just depends on um, you and your cycle and understanding that, which is why everybody should track their cycle. Um, and I, I do just, wanna, I want to get to that as well yeah. after you kind of go through these phases. But yeah, go on. Um, ovulatory phase, though, is also an amazing phase. And so it kind of takes everything with your follicular and it's a little bit more implementation. So estrogen hits its peak in your ovulatory phase. Testosterone is also at its highest phase. So you are, you have all of this creativity and all of this energy still from follicular phase, but now we have add a little bit of guts. And you're also more empathetic during this time. So if you do speaking gigs, this is the time. If you can plan them, ovulatory, if you can land and schedule all of those, you are just crushing it. Um, if you can land them in the follicular and ovulatory, you know, you're still doing amazing. It's a phenomenal time to have hard conversations. Like I said, you literally are just more gutsy. So confrontation is not so terrifying. If you need to have those deep conversations with your kids, not that you can necessarily plan them out, but Maybe you can. Right. Um, it's a great time to like have like that stronger connection though with friends, with family, or you know, maybe you schedule in your date nights or things like that. It's a great time to do it. Um, everybody typically loves the ovulatory phase unless you um have really, really high estrogen and you have a lot of like histamine issues around that time. But in an ideal, you know, balanced cycle, we love ovulate. And then we head into your luteal phase now. So that's when your temp spikes. And if you have hormonal issues, this is the phase that everybody hates. And this is when you're like, I'm PMSy and I don't like my life and my job sucks and everybody hates me and I'm bloated and I gained 25 pounds and my clothes don't fit. That's this phase. 
Now, it shouldn't really be like that. It really shouldn't. It's really fall. So think about fall. What do we do? You know, we start dressing a little bit warmer. Maybe we start fall cleaning, right? You start organizing some more things. That's exactly what this phase really should be. It is a time, all of those amazing ideas that you had in your follicular phase, all of those projects you started, fall, luteal phase, wrap up. It's a season kind of of like nesting. You get to follow through. You get to clean up the back end. You get to like finish out the projects. And you may not want to be as sociable during this time. It doesn't mean that you can't. Just know that maybe your recharge time between whatever events you need to do is going to be a little bit longer. Maybe you need to schedule that and you're like, okay, I have to do such and such social engagement. I have to do these speaking days. I have to do whatever. Great. Maybe you schedule in some more chill time. Maybe you schedule in some more recharge, just you time, knowing that you are going to need it. So again, like understanding that. And I like to think about this, like if you're thinking about business or um, even like home, Luteal phase, an amazing time to food prep. Like if you're going to make like uh, freezer meals, I luteal phase, even if you are not trying to get pregnant, like the luteal phase, think about it as that little type of like nesting before you go into labor, you know, where it's like, I need to clean my house and I need to deep clean my closet and I need to make these free freezer meals and I need to wrap up all these tasks. That is like our innate type of want during this Um So just kind of knowing that I will, you can plan those things. Okay. I'm going to do the ideas. I'm going to brainstorm. And then the boring, like copy and paste work, maybe you have to do on the computer or repurposing things, or maybe you do need to clean the house, or maybe you need to write copy or whatever, you know, great time to do it when it's just kind of like you, maybe you don't need that high of energy. So planning, you know, what you can. So like when you look at your cycle, I think sometimes it goes, well, I can't plan my stuff around that, Leah. I I have to do what people need me to do. It's not exactly. You know, let's say you pull out your calendar. Just mark the phases of your cycle on your calendar. Just start there. And for the next cycle, you're not going to change anything. Just become aware. You're like, wow creating content really was easy this week or wow this week I really did just want to like clean my office or whatever just start becoming aware and then you you know you have it on your your calendar the next step is going to be move what you can let's say you know someone's like hey do you want to do an interview do you want to do whatever and you're like you know what? let me pull up my calendar hey do you have any availability during this time the things that you can schedule ahead of that time, just maybe check a look at that calendar and kind of see. Because again, wouldn't you much rather be in the phase of your cycle where you know you're just going to crush it versus like, I'm not really sure I'm going to be nervous. I'm not sure if my words are going to come out, you know? Right. So just planning what you can. And then as you start getting ahead, you will be able to plan and bulk your content during that phase of your cycle. You know, you will be able to start doing as you look ahead, will it all happen? Cycle number two? No. But as you become aware, you'll start shifting the tasks that you can as you start to realize how it coincides with everything. Yeah. I, and I love how you kind of said earlier about 
instead of waiting to the first of the year to, you know, or the end of the year to reflect and then the first of the year to do all that and how we can actually shorten that into like a 30 day, you know, give or take mm-hmm. um, time frame where you do have that time of reflection and, and using that, you know, for moms to just kind of be like, okay, you know, what's going well in my house? What are some things that like we should adjust or change? And then how it goes in then to that creative process of, um, you know, coming up with new ideas and new projects and everything that you explained, Mm -hmm. I think is such a great way to kind of look at it on a monthly basis. And almost then, you know, when you do that, then by the end of a year, you know, or six months or whatever, like, it's almost like you've accomplished more because you're focused on those very specific um, timeframes of, of the hibernation and the creativity mm-hmm. and the, you know, being gutsy with conversations and conflict. And um, so I think that's amazing. Now, kind of explain for those that, um, you know, the, I, I feel like not a lot of people really do track or know how mm-hmm. to track. And the only reason I ever even know or how, like when it started for me was when I was trying to get pregnant, um, you know, not the first time because that one happened so quickly, but then like in the future ones I did the temperature thing and stuff. So what, what are some yes. of like the best strategies to understand your cycle better and to then use it to, um, like balance the hormones or how do you, how do you do that? Well, <laughs> balancing the hormones with a whole other question. <laughs> I know I asked the question, but, I was like, oh, that's a loaded one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but we could talk about understanding the cycle. And I think that really comes from don't, don't follow the apps. Okay. So apps mm-hmm. are just following algorithms. All of them are following algorithms, even natural cycles, which everyone's like, no, this is like, this is the thing. It's like, no, it's following an algorithm. So your app doesn't know if you got really stressed and traveled and your ovulation got delayed. Mm. It doesn't know that. It's going to say, hey, and then therefore your period got delayed. It's going to say, hey, where's your period? Your period's late. You're like, oh my gosh, my period's late. What's going on? When in reality, ovulation got delayed. So when you're tracking your cycle, I use apps. I like them to input data to, but I don't, I interpret the data myself. So you need a thermometer, basal body thermometer. So it goes to the hundredth degree is going to go into your tongue, your period. Um, so let's say your thermometer goes right next to your alarm clock. It goes beep, beep, beep in the morning. You take it, you stick it under your tongue, let it settle for about one minute, turn it on, wait for it to go. It, your temperature is not, I don't know what your thermometer says. Mine goes beep, beep and input it into your app. Okay. So on your period, you know, you're on your period, you're bleeding, right? And your temps are going to not always be the same every day. They're going to be like 97.9, 98.1, 97.3. They're going to be, you know, waffling, but they're going to stay within a certain range. You know, you're end your period because you're done bleeding. So you're in follicular phase. Temps are still, you know, going up and down. And you enter your ovulatory phase because you're creating cervical mucus. Temps are still going up and down. This is why the app is helpful because it will chart it for you in a a beautiful graph. And then you ovulate. And when you ovulate, this is when you start producing progesterone. Progesterone warms your body temp. So now your temps will spike up. And so they're still going up and down, but you can literally see two 
basically squiggly lines because now your body temp is higher and then your temp will plummet and you know your period starting that day. So when you're looking for that temp spike, you want it to be about 0.4 degrees Fahrenheit. You want to see that temp really jump up and you want it to stay up there. So maybe it was like your previous highest temp was 98.1. So then you ovulate and it's now 98.5, 98.7, 98.5, 98.8, but it's all staying up higher. If you just get one temp spike and it comes back right back down, maybe you had alcohol the night before. Maybe you didn't sleep well the night before. Maybe you're sick. That's why to confirm ovulation, you want that temp to go up and to stay up. And I want to make the point too, because, you know, for someone that's like, oh, it spikes, like you can't feel it, right? It's that spike that you just see on your graph that it did. It went from 98.1 to 98.5 and Mm -hmm. 98.6, right? It's it's not like this drastic spike change until you see it on a graph because you are going to that 0.1, 0.5, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's subtle. It's not like insane, but it, you can definitely see that on the graph. And the more you track your cycle, the more you understand it, you just know, (laughs) like you just know, I ovulated today. I will see a temp spike tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, so then I guess what kind of advice do you have for moms when it comes to tracking like their cycle, getting the most out of the information that you share today (laughs) so that they can make small changes as a mom in their home, um, with their creativeness and, and what Mm -hmm. advice would you give them? I would really truly start with just tracking and being aware. Give it an entire cycle of being curious without being judgmental. I think that we look at our cycle all the time with judgment and honestly hate and disgust. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so PMS here. Oh my gosh, I'm on my period. This sucks, right? So let's just kind of flip that script a little bit and start tracking our cycle with a open curiosity because now you'll start to notice, oh, wow, I do get those symptoms always around ovulation. I always get those symptoms around my period. Now, that also gives you insight when you start heading into wanting to balance those hormones. It starts giving you insight of what hormones are probably off. So then you can start to use it as a diagnostic tool as well to help guide you maybe when you take that information to your practitioner or your doctor or your provider. Um, But I would just start with no judgment, start tracking and be curious about what comes up. And then you can start kind of changing things around or planning things around the cycle. But it really starts with curiosity and just starting to figure out what is actually going on with your cycle. Yeah. And I think it's funny, you know, I'm starting to imagine as other moms listen to this and, and, you know, when you're trying to plan, like, let's do coffee together. And that's going to be like, one mom's going to be like, oh, well, can you do it? You know, it's going to be back and forth thing. Like, you know what, that's not a good time for me. And so I just think that's, uh, that's kind of funny because I could see myself doing that and be like, you know what, that's not the right phase that I want to be in. (laughs) It's true. I will say that. The majority of people, though, don't really know how to do that. So, but your entire friend group maybe will after you share this with them. Yes. You get a little too, uh, I mean, some people will probably take it to the extremes, but um, yeah, that's so funny. Um, Okay, cool. Well, this was amazing. Like I said, this isn't usually a topic that I even like talk about. And, you know, kind of like with you growing up, 
I wasn't necessarily taught these things. It was very much you know what you know because of what other people are saying and and so you think it's so common to to have these issues and and then ultimately obviously as we get older and and experience more life it's like no you know that's not right so i love the work that you're doing and educating women to um to understand themselves and to recognize like okay if there is something that could be an issue like trying to you know figure it out and discover it for themselves. Mm. So, um, I love that. Um, okay. Leah, where is like the best place that people can connect with you, learn more about you, learn more about how you teach and what you teach. Where is the best place? Probably Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Leah, L-E-A-H underscore B-R-U-E-G. And I have a free podcast as well, where I have a lot of education. So if you're someone that like wants to go back and like, you know, step-by-step, like go to track your cycle, how to use food to support your cycle, how to exercise with your cycle. We have all of those episodes over on balancing hormones naturally. Okay. Well, very cool. Well, Leah, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And um, we'll connect again soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us on a mom's passion project. We hope our conversations have ignited your creativity and inspired you to pursue your own passions. Remember, being a mom doesn't mean sacrificing your dreams. It means finding the strength to chase them alongside your motherhood journey.